Hey everyone, welcome to Telly Talks, where we talk about growth, relationships, and everything in between. Today we have comedian actor Michael Blackstead. Hey, motherfuckers, I'm here. And Chinese best friend is here too. Hey, hello, everyone. Thank you for coming on. So, for the people that don't know who you are, that live under a rock, um, can you tell us about yourself and how you got started? Uh, for all the blind people that don't have cable, <laughs> broke, homeless. Homeless, I apologize about the homeless people. They've been through enough shit. They don't need me. Exactly. Uh, homeless people that are, that are listening, that have iPods and iPhones 12, I apologize. Um, well, shit, I, I don't know. We're going to start up. Uh, known as the African King of Comedy. Came a long way. Came to the States as a little kid. You know, and I don't know where this comedy thing came from, but about 20 years, when I was 20 years old, I started doing stand-up and... 26 years later, here we are, man. 26 years in the game. In the game. How does it feel to be in the game for 26 years? Because I feel like a lot of people come and go when oh, they come and you know, go. it comes to comedy, and you've been here for a minute. A minute. And the thing about it, you know, and especially being an African, they just figure out, hey, it's a gimmick, little mother sucker, mother sucker, all that shit going to be ran out, going to get tired of hearing that shit, and then you're going to be done. But no, I find a way to stay funny and keep myself relevant. And 26 years into the game and I'm finally I'm up, I'm like almost in my prime. I'm not even there. I'm still a step away from like to the top top. But thank God I found a way to keep myself relevant and stay funny. You know, you can't take funny away. Some people just lose it. I just don't know how to lose it. I'm I'm not. coming from Africa, we just keep going. We don't stop till we, you know, till we can't go anymore. Yeah, your hustle's built a little bit different Very than, differently. than other people out here. It's just, you know, they get lazy and then it's like it goes away. Yep, this shit ain't going away, motherfucker. And you can't miss him because, I mean, he comes dressed, I mean, to wear, <laughs> you know, to sight for sore eyes sometimes. But oh, yeah, I believe in just looking here. different, man. My my thing with clothing, the reason why I'm so fascinated with, like, dressing the way I like to dress, when I came to America, they made fun of the way I dress. My mother was very broke. She had... Uh, her first job was a job at McDonald's, making $50 a week. So you cannot, and she had me and my two sisters here at that time. And she could only afford, but like the, the Walmart version of what we had back in like the late eighties, you know, which was like McCrory's and Woolworth. And, but where I'm from in, in at that time, you know, growing up in Africa, we didn't really care about name brand. We didn't know much about name right. brands, you know. The fact that you guys wear clothes in Africa, you know, the like, you had yeah, clothes, absolutely. and not just clothes, but new clothes. You had new clothes, right. you gonna get some pussy. Right. Every every guy with new clothes, if I, uh, you know, like Christmas, we get new clothes. You know, girls like guys with brand new clothes. Right. So I thought I could have that same issue in America. I thought I come to America as long as I have new clothes, I was right. good. No matter what they look like. <laughs> so I remember my first day of school, my mother, before school, you know, she took me shopping. Went to you know, boy, like. I was like a dress shirt, dress pants with sneakers, you know, no name brand. The shirt's like six ninety nine. The pants was like nine ninety nine. The sneakers was six ninety nine. Nine ninety nine. The sneakers was called in action. In action. I didn't give a damn because it was what. Right. Why they was gonna get you some action? It was brand new. I didn't know fuck what the name was. Brand new, right? Yeah. So I go to school my first day of school in America, eighth grade. I never forget eighth grade. First day of school, I got my new shit on, new shirt buttoned up all the way to the halfway to the top, my dress pants, some sneakers, I'm like, I new clothes, I'm gonna get some, my first American girlfriend. 
even I'm, I'm excited. And I get there, and it's like, everybody's like, what the fuck this nigga wearing? Right. <laughs> what he got on? It's like, what, it's like what, what you wearing? I said, my nigga, what do you mean what I'm wearing? This is, <laughs> this is brand new. They said, yeah, but it's not Adidas. It's not Puma. It's not Lee Jeans. I'm like, yes, but it's brand new. Man, they lit my ass up. Oh. Roasting me. So I, it took a while so to realize that, okay, now you got to wear new clothes, but they got to be name brands. Right. So I remember, like, later on, that's eighth grade. I'm in ninth grade. During the summer of ninth grade, I think I was able to get my first job. I had a job selling candies door to door. So this guy used to take a bunch of like four or five black kids to rich neighborhoods and had a lie to the people, you know, to the rich people. Like, right, hey, I'm right. Michael Blackson with the United Youth Corps. I'm just here to stop <laughs> trouble. You know, if you buy this candy, it'll keep a kid off, off the streets. Right. That nigga just wanted his fucking money. Okay? Right, hustling. Hustling. So we these box of candies. He probably bought them from 25 cents, whatever. Sell them $3. Out of every $3, I get 75 cents. I'm like, this guy is like a pimp. He feels like a pimp. Um, fucking. How much you make, Mike, there? I was doing okay. I was making about $50 to $75 a week. Not better. That's uh, it's not pretty good. Yes. And I sold a lot of fucking candies. So one thing, uh, I, I mean, it was a fucked up deal. Dude. I mean, he was scamming. Cents. He was scamming, scamming though. He's like between Don King. This is like a down. Oh, you get twenty five percent of the profit? Pretty much, right? Yeah, that's a. It's a rip off. It's a rip off. Three dollars. Doing all the work. I'm doing and lying to people. <laughs> lying. I mean, so I would get like fifty or seventy five dollars a week, and then of course, being an African, it's just we we always give half our money to our mom. Right. My mom Absolutely. get half the money. The other half I get to keep because we have to have we have. My mom wasn't making much money, so right. we have to help her pay bills. But at this time, she was making a little bit more money at this particular time. This is like a year and a half later. So I would save up my money. I remember I saved up my money during the summertime. I probably had about $400. And I finally went and bought me a pair of Reebok sneakers, some Lee jeans. Wow. I mean, I had, he spent the whole check. He I was sp- like, oh, I'm my goodness. on all name brands. I went to stuff. school. They're like, oh, what the fuck is going on outside? <laughs> is that Steven Spielberg? <laughs> yeah, that's Steven. <laughs> I mean, look at his shorts. Oh That's <laughs> before uh, he hit the Titanic. Where Welcome to it? Hollywood over here. <laughs> so then I got, I, so now I finally got some brand new shit on and his name brand. And, and you know, finally people are like, they look at me differently. Man. Right. America is so materialistic. It's yeah, a fucking shit. Everything is based on your image. Image. And what you look like, what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, they stereotype and it's, that's the word we live in and it's unfortunate because we have so many different walks of people and everybody looks you know different and it's like we're judging off the top oh look at his outfit you know look how he looks look how he acts. we just saw somebody pass by and we were like us oh, steven what? spielberg you know? <laughs> that's a different story yeah that's, that's a combination of crack cocaine <laughs> all right and i didn't make it in hollywood it's a combination how do you like hollywood over um the east coast now I know why people don't go back. Right. I mean, look at it. Will Smith never went back. Cameron never went back. It's not. It's just nothing against our city because I think where we, we where we are raised is what make us who we are. Absolutely. You know. I mean, being raised, mind you, like I said, I spent the first couple of years in Jersey, Newark, New Jersey, and I moved to Philly. So Philly is kind of like where I was really raised, and the streets, you know, the streets <laughs> of Philly, the streets of Philly made me who I am today. Right, and they now, love you a comic. out here. Yeah, they do love me. How y'all doing? 
<laughs> the, the streets of Philly got me, got me who I am today. Whether it's just being street smart, you know, because at the end of the day, man, you it's just it's just not about being funny, but you gotta be to survive in this world, you gotta be street smart, you gotta be book smart, Absolutely. street smart, you need to accomplish everything. And I think I I'm, I was able to capture all of that because I I with all this shit on, okay, with all this, you could drop me up and never crunch on and I walk out with no problem. That's dope. Hundred percent. Only that's because dope. I've built my street credibility. Absolutely. And that's dope that you can come out with no security guard and still talk to the people and like before the people take your pictures and nobody gives you shit, yeah. you know? And that's, that takes time and that, like like you said, you built that. That's yeah. not something you could buy or that you Everybody. can learn. Like, you know, you built that yourself. So that's the dope accomplishment. Definitely, and with comedy, man, comedy is like, to be a successful comedian, you have to be lovable. Yes. They gotta love you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, once they love you, you cannot go wrong. I mean, look what Cat, Cat Williams lovable. Yes. He could fight a 12-year-old kid, <laughs> smoke crack, whatever he do, they just want Cat to win. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's, I think, I think my fans feel that much. I think they just love me like I almost cannot go wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, you know? you're, you're very, like, your persona's dope. Like, you have a nice persona. You're not, like, unattainable. People could talk to you, and that's what I feel like builds your your following. You know, you're funny as hell. Then you have, um, I know you do Titty Tuesdays. Of course. And um, Twerking Thursdays. Twerking Thursdays. <laughs> I'm trying to add in, like, a Wild Out Wednesdays where they get to, like, <laughs> sing or dance, whatever fucking talent they have. You know, and then very soon I'm gonna have like loose coochie Saturdays, <laughs> loose and then coochie fat coochie Saturdays? Sundays, and then um stretch mark Mondays. A stretch. Wait a minute. Wait stretch a minute, mark like, Sunday. Stretch. First of all, I'm still on loose coochie <laughs> Saturdays. I mean, like, what girl is gonna go and be like, "Hey, Mike, I got loose coochie," <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And just bust it open. I mean, I know girls be doing crazy shit on your live, but I just feel like, I mean, as a woman in your coochie loose, like, you really just about to be like, "Yeah, loose coochie Saturdays. Look at me." But that has to be in a whole different network. That didn't come out yet, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> that's on Pornhub, y'all. I don't know if that's going to be on, like, some Instagram approval Damn, content. I'm, and I'm, you know, during this quarantine, I was one of those survivors that survived because so many people's page got shut down. You know, I remember the yes. first time Tory Lanez and shit got shut down. But luckily for him, you know, because I started doing the whole twerking Thursday thing and um all of that. I used to do it on almost every night during quarantine. Right. And then for Tory Lane just took it to the whole different level and like, you know, and the girls were just busting it wide open on his page, so everybody was on his page. And then his page got shut down for a couple of weeks and I remember one of the guys that runs Instagram was on live with the shade room and I was, I was watching it live. And it was like, come on man, release, Release Tory Lanez like he, you know, right. especially in times like at that time we needed it. We were stuck at home. We couldn't right. go out the house. Absolutely. Period. So and they released him. They let him off. You know what I mean? They, they let him back up. They give him his and, Instagram um, back? No, no, I'm just yeah, Tory Lanez. I'm talking about way back then. Oh, way back. I'm talking about when they like March, April when we was fucked uh, out there. His shit got shut down because some girl popped in the open, whatever, and they got his shit back. Like. Vagina on I'm not life. sure exactly what happened, but you know, back then you, a piece of nipple come out and your shit getting shut down. That is just crazy. Like I just find it so fascinating that girls are just willingly like 
knowing you get no gain from it, but just showing titties, showing ass. And it's like, what is your gain? Like, I don't understand that. Like, but what I hate him. Two what, seconds of fame, yeah. you know. But hey, I guess they were just prepared, especially on a big platform. Yeah. And, and luckily for them is that they popped the coochie, but the guy that accepted them on their live is the one that gets in trouble. Right. So they don't get <laughs> yeah. in trouble, but now so the they creepers, get a lot of followers. Yeah, absolutely. You get a lot of following, and a lot of these girls did it to just to build up their only fan page. So now you don't pull your titties out, but then I'm getting in trouble because right. you on my life. I ain't right. tell you. It's not yeah. like I said, hey, pull your titties out. Right, right. Why this bitch ain't getting in trouble and I'm getting in trouble? Right. I got in trouble yeah. a few times, but I was able to survive through it. Um, luckily for me, uh, my attorney, my entertainment attorney, actually represent Instagram. So and I, didn't, I didn't even know that. You know, we know, we know when well, I, I found out, yeah. when I found out about it was probably about five years ago. When um, IG was real sensitive about five years ago. I remember one time I used to do this Wednesday Crush Wednesdays, right? I always try to find a way to entertain my audience. Right. People don't understand. Social media is work. It's a job. It's a job. No, you it's a whole build it, job. You got to work. Trust Absolutely. me. Every day. Not every just when you want day. to, but every day. Because people will unfollow you if you don't have that content. And if you want your content, to, if you want your page to grow, you got to f- post things that are funny where people share it and share it. I gain... Even right now, it's a slow time for me, but I'm still gaining about 14000 a week, 15000 a week. That's crazy. And, and you know, slow. speaking of, like, people doing crazy shit for social media, I, I wouldn't say, like, they did this for social media, but the girl that put Gorilla Glue in her hair, like, oh, yeah. how do you feel about that? She I mean, like, famous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Doing, like, crazy stuff mm. to get famous, to get followers, and, you know, like, it's like, all right, now that you put Glue... Gorilla glue in your hair. What's next? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how, you gonna, how you gonna make? I'm saying, how do you keep top that? <laughs> yeah, like how do you keep that? Content? Now what? Because now, it's like, exactly. Like what's next? Because it's like, how are you gonna top that? That you is know what true. Because you have to keep. I mean, luckily for her, she got popular and like gained almost a million followers overnight. Overnight, like, because crazy. she was the talk of the the world. The yeah, world. like people wanted to see what happened when the gorilla glue, if it came out, when it came out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now that it's out, now what? Now what? <laughs> like, how do you keep people watching you? Know what I mean? you? you know what I'm saying? Put glue in your ass and shut your asshole <laughs> shut. Now you can't take a shit. So now you're going to find a doctor to open up your asshole. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, what's an ass doctor? Is this? Um, the doctor Miami. <laughs> He's a doctor Miami. That is correct. There's a lot of great, great plastic surgeons here in L.A. So I feel like, you know, L.A. has good natural looking plastic surgery unless you're getting some titties you know i just feel like a lot of people like that big titty look here in la but um relationships let's talk mm. about relationships i know you're dating an asian woman shout out to the asian mm. women's because i'm half asian you know <laughs> Asian. i wasn't even looking you know when i met her i was i had just got a, a, a long relationship and it got so toxic that when i when i was done i said to myself i'm staying single I was happy, single, just being free. Right. Go out who no, I want to go out with. Another job, by with. the way. Relationships so, is another job. Oh, it's a job. You it's gotta, a job. You got to <laughs> clock in and you can't clock. It's the only job you clock in, but you can't clock out. <laughs> like a 24-hour clock in. Yeah. No clock out, like you said. But you know, it's, you know, but I think for it to survive to last, it got to be fun. 
You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because it's like any job. Like if you, you know, you work if you work at a job and you work a lot of fun people, you look forward to going to work. Right. You know what I mean? If it's a job where the bosses are ass so everybody is just a piece of shit, and you're like, God, do I have to go back to work? So that's how a relationship is. If you have a fun lady, you could have fun way, you know, not tight about nothing. You could bring your friends around and all have a good time. Not have to feel like you're lying yes. to bring your friends around. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like and I got, I got to the point, I mean, I, my whole life, I lied my whole life. You know, I was never faithful my whole life. i never been faithful once, you know. And then, like, now, it's like, but I lied. So I, now I said to myself, when I was single, I said, I'm not, I don't want to, I just want to be free, tell girls the truth, go out, sleep who I want to sleep with, and do whatever I want. So any woman, if any woman thinks she's going to try to date me, she have to accept all of these things. Sheesh, that's a that's a tough pill to swallow for a woman. Well, it's know? kind of hard for you to lie, well, I'm, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm not get wrong. I'll compromise as well. You know, what I mean, if I say, hey, I want to have a force, and she like, let's make a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a whole show. Put the camera on this I'm mother. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, <laughs> these people we out here camera. in Hollywood yeah, Boulevard right there for is them, crazy right now. <laughs> like, um, you should leave it on live right now. <laughs> <laughs> So no 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 but at the same time if he if she's a, if you have a great woman that's fun and she's willing to work with you you have to compromise I mean I have to go from this and at least meet halfway right absolutely. you know I'm like you know my you can be fucking all these bitches so she's like, down for all the shit like she's down for the foursome she's down for you sleeping with other women <laughs> she's down yeah to do, do tell my to make you happy um because that's a rare that's a diamond in the rough now if you got one else, like, <laughs> She's staying around forever. Well, like, I mean, it's not that, too many girls that'll yeah, be willing. Yeah, but she has to, she just, I mean, she, she has to like girls. Absolutely, to absolutely. So, and that's why I said to my friend, anyone, if I'm going to date anyone, she has to like women, you know. So she kind of like girls. So like, uh, she she kind of like girls? She never, I don't think she did at first, but when she met right. me, she learned how to like women. So, so you taught her. You so taught her how we, to like you know, girls. I mean, we kind of like she wants to do it together. She don't want me doing things. She wants right. to be around. So. so that was her compromise. It's like, all right, let's do it together. So it's and not let's talk about it first. Let me know who it's going to be. You know, And health thing. factors. You know, you yes. got to talk about health the factors. The thing about it, man, so many people, the, the difference with me and her, and we have a show coming out on VH1. Oh, dope. Yeah, Couples Retreat is like six episodes. It's got me, her, and it's like Ray J and, and Princess is on there. Yandy, MNDC, Kirk, and Rashida. And it comes out when? March 29th. March 29th. Stay so tuned, y'all. So we were actually the first couple to go up there and just be honest. Right. And I'm sure a lot of couples out there do it. They just don't scare to talk about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or depends on how people judge them, too. I yeah. feel like a lot, like you say, you, we live yeah. in a judgmental world. Very judgmental so. world. But we are just, I told her, I said, listen, if, you, if we're going to go on a show, you got to just be... I'm all about being honest. I don't mean like I've lied my whole life. I don't lie anymore. Right. I'm able to tell everything, and uh, I'm an open book. You know that way people know what you see, what you get. There's nothing right. secretive about me. Everything I, my life is on social media. What you see is what you get. Right. Yeah. No, because I I see it, and I'm like, how in the hell is she okay with this as a woman? But you know, like you said, it takes a strong woman, and you have to genuinely confident care. Confident woman. And confident. Like, yeah, confident. You, know, you have to I mean, genuinely I'm, care I'm not for like, that person to, you know, compromise and do what you want to do and make it work for your relationship. Definitely. You know? I mean, I'm not out there. I'm not on a loose cannon. I, since me and her started dating, I've, I've been compromising. You know, I let her like kind of like take the lead. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, we compromise. We come in the middle. 
And yeah. I know I know you love us Asians because you got the Asian best friend here. Hey, Mike, you got an Asian girlfriend. Two Asians next to you. You know? Like exactly. Asian, Asian and black, and black, and black. black, black. <laughs> Blue, black, and Asian and black. But now, you know what? It wasn't, I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, being an African, I think Asians, and I'm not, I wasn't really like looking for an Asian. Right. I mean, I met him first before I met her. He was, right. and with him, I didn't meet him because he was Asian. I'm, I hung out this guy because he's the funniest man, I, funniest person I've ever been with. That's Been dumb. around. Like, funniest person I know, period. He don't think he's funny. You know, he said, Mike, you're the only one that think I'm funny. Mike, I'm you're like, the only person in the world think I'm funny. Chinese best friend, you're the funniest human being I know. You're funny than every comedian. Can't no more make me laugh like this guy make me laugh. That's how we connected. That's dope. That's brought us together. Ryder, I met her through like a, a, a mutual friend, Little John, the rapper, mm -hmm. DJ, whatever. He was friends with her, and I'm friends with him. And he was DJing. Um, you know, he was doing Vegas occasionally. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's where we met. I went to one of his parties, and I met her there, and then we just, Vibe. you know, that's we just vibed. Dope. And next you know, we... I went and did a show. She lives in Arizona. I went to the show in Arizona, and um, she brought her to the show. And even then, I was just looking at her as like she just seemed like a cool person. She looked at really conservative. She didn't look like you know. Yeah, she was wife. so innocent, Mike. Before yeah, when you very, guys met, she looked at, yeah, she's very innocent. I definitely took a made a different woman. <laughs> I, I apologize, Ryder. Oh man. Yeah, I brought the. the she was. Like, I think she's always been freaky. Jesus need the right person to bring it out. Like Ryder, oh, Ryder used to want to fuck all the time. Oh, my balls my are empty. Ryder, Ryder, don't let him corrupt your mind, Ryder. I'm just funny. My God, I'm like, she She had a, she was married with a whole husband. Like, y'all didn't fuck at all? Because now you're trying to get makeup for every sex you never had. Oh, this woman want to fuck all the time. I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, can I get a break from my dick breast? <laughs> I mean, her vagina don't get like bruised. I mean, Man, like, you know, I, when you have, I feel like as a woman, when you have so much sex, like that shit gets to a point where it's like, your shit is throbbing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, there has to be a point in time where you're just like, all right, I need to rest. Yeah. I need to recuperate. She's, she's give me time. Up. She's give me, you know what I'm up saying? Up. She's making up for all the sex she didn't have get as that a married woman. That is hilarious. Because, I mean, I, and trust me, I beat that pussy up. Like, I mean, I, I'm not working with no sport web. We talking about the Kimba Mutombo. This ain't no goddamn, this, I mean, I, I beat up like it's fourth quarter, over time, two seconds left and the game is tied. That's how well I beat it up. And then, I but, can't deal with him, and then, I, You know when I fuck up the best? When I'm, when I'm mad at her. Sometimes, I think sometimes she purposely make me get mad. So you know what's crazy? crazy? I tell Deontay the same thing. I feel like I feel like you want to make me mad so, so we can have good, mad good sex, sex because yeah. like mad <laughs> sex, like makeup mad sex is like oh, yeah. the best it's sex the best. ever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, it makes it bring the gorilla out of a man. The man turns into this beast. He's angry. He's fucking with anger. And, <laughs> and, and she liked that crazy shit. So she, you know, she like, oh my, can we, can we repeat what we did yesterday? I'm like, nah, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> So how do you like like the Asian um, cuisine? Like you know, have you tried any Asian oh, yeah, foods yeah, and all she, that? She's a great cook. But the, 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 the thing with Africans and Asians, we have a lot in common. Rice, we yes. eat a lot of rice. Love I'm West rice. African. We eat rice every day. Absolutely. Every day, you know. So, um, 
I mean, so rice with anything. I'll, I'll everything. eat rice with everything. Everything, anything, same. So. I'm the we same. We a lot way. in common. Her food is good. I, she's great. And cook. what type of Asian is she? She's Cambodian. Oh, Cambodian. And I think there's a little piece of Chinese in her, too. Dope. That's dope. That's dope. I'm glad that you got to, you know, experience the Asian culture as well as data Asian. And, you know, she's about that life. So. No, no, she's cool. Very, you know, submissive and trustworthy and um you know she's just so independent you know another determined because a lot of women you know a lot of the girls Amen. i was talking to prior to her felt some type of way like why did you pick her over us mm-hmm. you know i mean first of all me and her is an agreement i don't know any woman would agree to and then on top of that um she was like the most independent one of all of them. This woman would right. fly herself down, come and see me, take me to an expensive restaurant to eat. I mean, she never asked for nothing. It's been two years. Sometimes I just gotta, I just gotta just, you know, even when I go on the road at times, she'll come on the road and help me work. And I don't like free labor. And I would cash out for working. Right. You know, like I do like me. And, yeah, and she's like, Mike, where you send me this money for? I'm like, look, nobody works for free. You know, like, because usually I go on the road with two ma- road managers. Right. And sometimes I'll go with one and then because I do like a meet and greet where they take pictures and stuff and she'll come out and I'm like, and she, she, and she helped me work and help put things together. And I, end of the month, I cash up money. She, oh my God, what the hell you do this? I'm like, nah. And she don't even, she don't want nothing, don't ask for nothing. She never did, you know, and I think that's, it was a turn, it's, it's, believe it or not, it's ladies, it's, it's a turn on to some men. Especially stingy men like me. I'm part of right. <laughs> Y'all heard that some men. To so some men. Some. But some not men all. like to, not all, some men like to like throw money. But at the same time, ladies, let me tell you something. Women that don't, don't get wrong, women that don't ask for nothing, we almost get everything also, you know? Um, and some women, some men just like for women to depend on them. Right. You know, whether it's a control thing, I'm gonna, whatever you wanna call it, I don't know. But, you know, she just never asked for nothing. and. I would probably, I mean, the two years that I've been with her, she has spent more money in, on me than like any, all the women I've dated combined in their whole lives. That's you know? dope, that's so, dope. That's and it's not even about that, it's just that, you know, with her not asking for nothing, just like, you know, it, it, I was impressed. Right, know, because the, it's different, it's something very new. Different. Yeah, something I wasn't absolutely. used to, I mean, used to women send me the cash app all the time. <laughs> She's very sweet, Michael Bloxham. Rudder, she's a sweet lady. She's a very sweet lady, Chinese best friend. That's dope. So I know you guys just did uh, Coming to America 2 yes. on uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about Coming to America 2? Oh, my God. Um, when I first read the script, I was like, oh, my God, this is great. It was, I mean, how they going to, because I was always wondering how they going to put this story together. It's yeah. not like a reboot. This is a sequel, yeah. meaning a continuing they're continuing from where they left off. That's no, what absolutely. It, I, I've and watched it, it, yeah. They really did. Yeah. Whoever wrote it put a great story together. And they had all all the characters back in. 90% of the characters back. The only one I think was missing was Lisa's sister, who I think people are looking forward to seeing. I don't know what happened. I, I know right. what else. Cuba Gooding Jr. But he didn't He was an extra. Yeah, That's I was crazy. like, wait, Cuba was in He that? was an extra. He, he was became big because of that movie. He was in the barbershop when yeah. Eddie went in the barbershop in the original. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. You know, who was this in the Samuel Jackson? I know he did. They wanted him in there, but I think he, I'm not sure if he turned it down or whatever happened. But the script was so well written. 
and you know how they was able to bring the old cast back and how they were to put the new cast in there and just mix it in and make it all make sense yeah um it was great uh you know and it's so funny i had a one of my uh, he just texted me today i met him on set he had one job to do on the um in the movie his i guess at the end of the movie where everybody got together and they took a picture i don't know if you saw that far that much it's like at the wedding at uh-huh, the end of the movie uh-huh. everybody got together and took a picture this guy was a guy that took the picture in the movie he was like you know what i mean uh-huh. and his his scene got edited right so that was his only his only scene so he he, oh, sent me, he texted me he's like hey mike is there any way i could get that like yeah I'm footage like, just for yourself i said i don't know man and, and my thing with movies when you're in a movie and you're not one of the main characters Right. Can't tell nobody about it, especially if it's a right. big film. Because with a big film, they shoot so much and they got to cut it down to an hour and a half, two hours. It has to be cut down. Yeah, it's hard to cut stuff down, too. Ah, uh, it's like, so hard. I mean, even with me, I, a lot of my, a lot of stuff I did got cut. You know, when the scene where, you know, Rick Ross, me and Rick Ross walks up to talk to our boss about whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a spoiler to the movie. But, they cut me talking in this scene. So my biggest my biggest moment is like in the beginning of the movie. And I was just I was just glad to just be part of this. Yeah. This epic. Epic history making. Absolutely. I mean, and like I said earlier in an, another interview, Eddie Murphy could have called me, hey Mike, your your part is just to take a shit and don't say a, <laughs> and don't say a word. And then you gotta pay us twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> I would have did it because right. the whole world the is classic. watching me right now. It Absolutely. is a classic. And then Absolutely. the whole world is watching me. I just I became a star. We all became stars overnight from doing this movie. Absolutely. Uh what I mean, did they put it on Amazon Prime because of like everyone streaming now or um, like I'm how sure is the that? Pandemic, you know, I I'm just I'm just an extra with a speaking role, okay? No <laughs> He's role. like, I just got here. Don't I ask did. me no questions. No, 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 I you know, as as a comedian and um, you know a new actor, whatever. I mean, what your dream is to be on a big screen, right? You know, so yes. And when I heard about it going to Amazon Prime, I'm like, what? No, no, right. wait, just wait. You know, but with the pandemic, and those who could relate to this movie the, the most are people that are like. 50 years old, 60 yeah. years old. This yeah. movie is 32 yeah. years old. And everybody is streaming right now. Like, right. people are watching Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Like, they're streaming right now. You know, it's so not the, like we can go to movie theaters and watch a movie. And the older folks who are way familiar with the movie than we are, than the younger ones. I mean, when this movie came out, you used fucking use a kid. Right. You know, so the grown-ups, when this movie came out, the 30-year-olds are now 62-year-olds. Wow. Those guys ain't going out to the movie with all this COVID, right, COVID. and underlying disease, you know, problem. And so those are the ones that, you know, so it made sense for right. to keep it in streaming and at home. Absolutely. And I mean, I think with it staying streaming, with it being streamed, more people got to see it. Absolutely. You know, I think the, I know for a fact it would have made half a billion dollars Period. in theaters. Period. You know? Yeah. So. Especially it being a classic, and you know, everyone's always curious to see oh. a sequel from a classic, you know? And no, it was good. It was, I'm glad that, like I said, there was a lot of characters that were back and how mm. they transitioned into like. You saw the whole thing? Uh, I saw until like maybe 
25 minutes till the end. And oh, I, okay. well, I, I was going to say I fell asleep, but you know, you know what happens <laughs> in the bedroom. So okay. <laughs> we got yeah, to. I, the thing about my brother turns it on so many times and it will, like I've been watching it a few times. We start fucking in the middle of it. That's so what I'm like, saying. That's, <laughs> what I, that's what happened in my situation, you know, mm. but I mean, we gonna get to the end. We gonna get to the end. <laughs> hey, Mike, did Rada get, get turned on every time you come out on the screen or something? Um, yeah. Whenever I did, she see my face on there, she like it. Hey, time, time to fuck. Like, run it back, run it back, run it back. <laughs> Please, my balls are empty. No, he was definitely funny in it though. Hundred. Yeah, you were really good, you were Mike. Really, yeah. No, I, I definitely wanted to see you more though because, like, you know, I, I've known Mike forever, like. 12 years so yeah. I feel like I wanted to see his face more and I was people ready are, to see him more fans, you know people are pissed it's like and the reason why they wanted to see more of me because I think of all of us that was in the movie I feel like you're the true the African movie. you know what I'm saying like yes. you could really be from Zamunda well, no, you know that, it's no, like, <laughs> I think I'm one of for a fact if he add up my social media it's bigger than everybody else in the movie combined. I hope I'm not wrong about this. Baby. You're, you're pretty right, Mike. And I'm all your views right. are like pretty. Eddie's on social media. Wesley's on there. Right. He probably has a mail. Who else is doing it? Tracy Morgan. I'm not even sure if he's a male yet. Who else is in the movie? Like, Leslie might have a mail. I think with my following, my fans just wanted to see more. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what I mean? And, and only because, like, I've been pretty much keeping up with everything that's been going on in the past 10 years. Yeah. I'm Mr. Social Media Guru. Absolutely. You know, I touch all the, and then, you know I mean? They wanted to see more, but, you know, it's Hollywood. It was a, it was a, it was a classic, and the director just wanted to, like, focus on the story instead of right. being about. Right, right. No, the storyline was definitely transitional, so that, they definitely put that into effect of the movie 110%. Speaking of like um, transition, how did you transition with everything like with COVID, mm. you know, and acting and just doing your tours? I know you're on tour with Mike Epps. Well, right yeah, we too. hit the finally about to go do bigger venues. Um, the pandemic started, I think we got shut down in March. It was on tour. I was on tour with Epps actually. Epps on tour with Nick Cannon, doing like the Wild Not tours. And then I was also on tour with Martin Lawrence. So I'm on three big tours when we got shut down. So mind you, we all lost a lot of money. Um, and then, you know, we shut down all the way to like July. So finally July, late June, July, comedy club decided, okay, let's go try it, let's try this. And they were just doing it at like a percentage, like 25 to 50% capacity. Right. You know, but the thing about it, when COVID first happened in March, and I said, okay, maybe this be over in a couple of weeks, and then, April and then May and then June. And then a whole year, right? I'm like, oh my God. When it got to like April, May, I was like, okay, this is is over. We're not going to be able to perform for a while. I got nervous. I started cutting off every bill that was not necessary. Right, right. I mean, I cut down my expenses. I cut my bills in in half. Oh, that's good. You know. That's good. You were able to cut your bills down in half too. Not a lot of people could do that. Yes. I had to cut my bills out because I, you know, I said to myself, my guy, if I'm keep paying this with no income, I don't know. I, I was so nervous right. about the pandemic and how, and, and my job is not, I don't, can't work from home. My job involves audience. Right. Absolutely. My job involves going out in front of people and it's, they made us seem like we're not going to be able to see people for a while. Right. You know, but we finally went back July and I was, you know, even though like the capacity was cut in like half or whatever. I was just happy to 
be back on stage. I'm like, my God. Right. People like, be okay. yeah. People and and it's been, you know, it's been great since then. And I had to write a whole new material on the pandemic and everything that's going on. And like now I'm like just I mean, my material is, is perfected. I'm ready to go out there and, and entertain the world again. That's dope. I'm glad you're able to do what you need to do now that, you know, even with a pandemic, you know, you're still on tour and um, with Mike Epps, who's an epic comedian Definitely. as well, too. But don't get it wrong. You know, when the pandemic happened, we had to find other ways of making money. I was doing the whole twerking thing. I had like, <laughs> I, I came out with these blacks and angels, right? There's like three girls that I knew and they're great twerkers. So they all come to my place on Sunday. We'll put the... We'll go on IG Live, they twerk, people send it, we'll put up a cash app, you know, and people will watch the show. I'm like, just tip the girls. Right, right. And it was making like three grand a night. So I'm like, what? What? I'll keep 1500 and shit. The other, and they what? kept the rest. So now, so now you pimping. I'm pimping. <laughs> <laughs> you know you pimping, right? Uh, he it was, was like, my, I got him as a kid now. I'm yeah. Kidding. It was my IG live. <laughs> I He's like, these my followers. These my followers. So we was making money every Sunday. We'll go live and do it every Sunday. And, you know, and I had to find a way to, like, you know, make something happen. But I was just happy to go back to work and telling, doing what I really, because I was just wilding out on the internet. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. So I have questions that I mm -hmm. ask every guest that comes on. And they're this or that question. So they start off real easy, um, just so the audience can get to know you outside of comedy and acting. So um, I'm going to start with my questions. All right. Are you ready for these questions? All right. Car or truck? Uh, truck. Save or spend? Uh, I'm a saver. He's an African. He's a Eddie Murphy or Bernie Mac? Eddie Murphy. Comedy or action? Comedy. Beer or wine? Wine, yeah. Coffee or tea? Tea. Sweet or sour? Sweet. Bath or shower? <sighs> I guess lately it's been shower, but I love to sit in like a hot tub or a hot jacuzzi. And relax. And relax, you know. Absolutely. Email or letter? Seriously, email. <laughs> I feel like letters are sweet though. When you receive like a handwritten letter, isn't that just so yeah, sweet but you to gotta get? Put the post office and mail it. <laughs> <laughs> meat or veggies? Oh god, meat. Face or body? A body. You have no one eye. <laughs> you have fat ass. You got a chance. <laughs> oh lord, have mercy. <laughs> um, night in or night out? A night in or night out? Yeah, would you prefer oh. a night in or a night out? Save money, you stay in. <laughs> <laughs> Smell or taste? I taste. Catching flights or catching feelings? Oh, I catch flights. Short or tall? I like to climb a tree. I'll go with tall. <laughs> uh, snore or drool? Oh, my God. What would you prefer? Oh, Drew. Damn it. I can't kiss you and I can't sleep at night. I got to figure it out. <laughs> I had a girl that was snoring one time, like seven, eight years ago, and I recorded it. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you still have the video, Michael Blackson? I wish I, swear, I wish I could find Maybe it's on that little iPhone you have I, at your I house. I would have to pick drool because, like, you could change the pillowcase, yeah. you know, the next day. Yeah, Brush true. your teeth before yeah. I kiss you. Exactly. But I'm going to need to sleep, so yes. you can't be snoring. Yeah, it's unsexy. It's not it's at all, at all. I don't care how fat your ass is. <laughs> um, Quick or slow? Tall. Quick or slow? Loud or quiet? Is this my choice? Like, do I like a loud person or a quiet person? Yes. Quiet. Um, wet or dry? Uh, wet. All right. Last but not least, spit or swallow? Ah, uh, I don't want to mind. I don't want to mind swallowing my kids. Spit <laughs> out. Goodness. All right, I appreciate you for coming on. Yeah, and I mean, they pregnant in the throat, and I got child throat support. I mean, <laughs> throat support. I appreciate you, and please let everyone know where they can find you. Uh, find me in the daytime. Don't look for me at night. I disappear. I'm on them. Find me on Instagram. I'm there. Send me a message. I'll get back with you in three years. It's at Michael Blackson. <laughs> for those who went to a public school, it's M I C H A E L B L A C K S O N. I That's my Instagram, you. my Twitter, and my Christian Mingle. And make sure you guys see Coming to America 2. That's right. And see him on tour. I'm sure he's sold out because he's right. OD popular. And my podcast. I have a podcast out called Mother Sucker with Michael Blackson. It's all over. Go look for it. It comes on every Tuesday. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Hey.